Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me, as always, is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on the hit TV show, Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Great to be here, Seth. Thank you, buddy. Awesome. Our very special guest today is Jay Michael Scarborough, president and CEO of Oak Wealth Partners and Retirement Management Systems, known for innovating the industry of managing money, been working in the investment industry for over 37 years. RMS currently has $1.2 billion, that's billion with a B, and Assets Under Management is one of the largest firms in the space. Mike has been on virtually every television network and every print media, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, Money Magazine, Kiplinger's Personal Finance, many others, and written two books that are available on Amazon. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Seth, it's good to be here. So we're going to go back, before we talk about what you're doing now with RMS, we're going to go back in time a little bit. You grew an investment firm to multiple billions of dollars in assets under management in a very crowded ocean of many other investment firms, hundreds of thousands nationwide. What do you think were some of the key differentiating factors that allowed you to be so successful? Back in 1987, I was doing some lectures for AT&T, and I had some employees who came up to me and said, look, it's obvious you know a lot more about our 401k plan than, than we do. And is it possible that you could step in and, and manage the accounts uh, on our behalf? So it became pretty obvious to me that there was a, just a tremendous market out there, people that are in 401ks, 403bs, TSP plans, and they just didn't know what to do. And, and they were just looking uh, for some help. And so uh, we figured out we would just take the typical processes that we used in managing money and we'd apply it inside the 401k plan, which was not being done in this country at all up to that time. And then how were you able to differentiate yourself and grow so large so quickly? What we found is that there were so many people that were participating in these plans and just didn't have any place to, to go or to turn. And so they asked us to step in on their behalf and manage the money. And so we, we, picked up just billions upon billions of dollars uh, during that period. Mike, do, do you uh, work with the corporations to, to help their employees or do the corporations not want you in that middle position? I'm trying to understand who, who, who's friendly to what you do in terms of giving you access to their, maybe their data. Kevin, that's a great question. 
Uh, what we found is that there are certainly some corporations who want you to come in and, and help educate their employees. I think where the line gets drawn here is that the corporations don't want to be involved in the process of us stepping in and actually manage the money for the individuals. So at that point, what's happening is the employee is simply asking us to step in to take over the management of their account and do it on their on their behalf. Uh, for for them specifically, so at that point, it really has nothing to do uh, with the company. But we've found, we've found a lot of the companies have actually been quite helpful in, in getting us uh, in front of their employees. Yeah. So, and one of the other things that that I've seen, uh, I'm out out in the marketplace at a different events, and I've, I've seen different promoters trying to get people to borrow against their 401ks or I'm not sure how that works, but I, I think some of this isn't necessarily all the, the greatest advice in the world that some of these people are giving them. So do you, do you run into situations where people are coming to you saying, Hey, I want to do something with my 401k and you know, should I do this or that? Is that, is that part of your, your, your consulting also? Kevin, I really think our role is to essentially act like we are their financial conscience. So we're taking a look at where they are today, where they need to get to uh, in the future. Uh, it's our job then to get them on the proper um, distribution later on in, the, in their lives. But, you know, we're pretty agnostic to these plans. But uh, first and foremost, our job is really to help these people uh, pack away a heck of a lot of money and get themselves ready for retirement. So we, um, I, I don't have any vested interest uh, for these people to be taking loans out of their plans or doing any kind of goofy things. But I think it's really important for us to be able to allocate them properly and to mitigate risk the older they get. Uh, so that we have them ready to to separate service. There are, I mean, there are company 401k plans that might have five to 10 mutual funds in them. And there's 401k plans we've seen that have had hundreds of fund choices. And obviously, if you're in 1,200 different plans, you've got to have one heck of a research team to evaluate every single one of those options. How does that work in terms of being able to analyze so many investment choices? Seth, what we've done is we really start from a 30,000 foot level and on a, on, a, on a macro scale, we will design out our seven different portfolios. Then we look inside the plans themselves. Now we're currently managing money in about 1200 different corporations and, and plans. And so what we're doing is we, we get it at that 30,000 foot level, then we bring it down and say, okay, let's design the portfolios. Once they're designed, then we're looking at all the investment options that are in the plan, building it out, uh, we put the client through an assessment to make sure we know what kind of risk they should be taking. And once we've done that part, then we apply it specifically to their portfolios. But for instance, you can look at some plans like TSP, which only has five investment options, or you may look at plans that have a couple hundred investment options. And obviously you're, you have a more, more robust set of choices, but this needs to be abundantly clear. You can absolutely make a portfolio that will fit a client situation. You may not have an optimal set of choices, but you can certainly work with what they have. Historically, most financial advisors haven't touched their clients' 401ks because they can't. There's no way for them to get paid on it. So that way they don't provide any advice. They just hope that that client will roll that over to an IRA with them one day when they retire or separate from service. How have you, I mean, you've basically invented a model that hasn't existed in the industry ever that would allow an advisor to actually handle the liability of providing advice because there's now a way to manage that money and get paid on it. Um, what, what 
obstacles have you run into in trying to communicate that to a marketplace that has never heard of such a thing before? I have probably been, probably been looked at like the RCA dog more than a few times. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if you stop and think about it, what I've really done is I've vertically integrated a market. So what we're doing is we're taking somebody during their working career, wherever they might be in that career, adjusting their contribution levels, adjusting their portfolios, and then driving it either to separation of service or driving it to retirement, whichever, uh, whichever one works. But I think your analysis is spot on. You know, most financial advisors in this country are just hoping that they're standing next to someone the day that they retire so they can get the rollover. And what we've done is completely taken that off the table because if, if I've managed your money for 5, 10, 15 years, the day you either separate service or retire, I have a much, much higher probability that you're going to ask us to continue to manage that money well into retirement and during that distribution phase. Yeah. What, what's your compensation model for these individuals? We charge a dollar a day. And other than that, we're not getting uh, any monies at all. Okay. So a dollar a day, $365 per year, per person. And obviously you're making that up on economies of scale. Well, that's right. Because whether we've designed that portfolio for just one person who's in Joe's Pizza Shop or we're designing it for a company that might have thousands of employees, um, once we've built that portfolio out, it's going to basically be the same. Now, there's seven different portfolios, so we're going to have to put the client through an assessment. But once we've done that, portfolio is built, so we can just take that and apply it in their situation. So it's in your best interest financially to have larger companies where you can design it once and work with 500 employees and it doesn't, each one of those is, is pure profit because you already did all the work up front. Intuitively, I think most people would look at it they, that way. The way that I've always looked at it, Seth, is, is I've come to the conclusion that you can't get to your third client until you already have two. And so you just have to keep taking everybody as clients whether you're making money on some of these plans or not, because in the end, it all works itself out. From a marketing standpoint, Mike, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wear different hats here as, as we go through our podcast, just understanding your business. Can you present this? Is this one at a time, you know, over the internet kind of thing? Do you do webinars? Do you, do you go in and do group meetings? What, what's, how do you, how do you become the marketing guru in this world and what, what are the best strategies to, to get these customers? Kevin, I think uh, if we look back over 30, 35 years ago, when I first started doing lectures in 401ks and 403bs, you know, companies would invite us in and, and we would do educational programming uh, for, their, uh, for their employees. You know, in today's market, I think what you're looking at is you're doing face-to-face uh, meetings again. You're still, um, you know, certainly certainly works well. Um, but we're, at this point, you know, we're doing a lot of online. There's a lot of uh, digital pieces that are being done. So, um, you know, that's that's 21st century stuff. We're also obviously getting a lot of referrals. People are sending us uh, clients. Um, I'm, I may have mentioned this to you, but we, uh, you know, we have clients in 50 states and 16 countries. And the reason that it's been able to expand that dramatically is because there are expats all over the world who don't want to participate in these plans uh, without some help. And uh, they, it's not, this just isn't their cup of tea. So they really want to give that responsibility to somebody else and, uh, and they want to have it managed professionally. And so, uh, you know, clearly there's a benefit to having that done uh, rather than doing it themselves. Really at the end of the day, I think if you look at what our marketing is, probably 
be uh, said a little differently. What we're really doing is just educating the uh, the population about how to manage uh, their accounts, how to properly manage it, how to properly allocate the money, and how to properly um, make contribution, put money into the plan. So I think by the education process, people come to the conclusion that uh, this may not be something that uh, that they want to deal with themselves. Absolutely. So what's the impact? What's the difference between a participant um, managing or trying to manage or failing to manage their own 401k versus having somebody having you guys do it? What's the financial impact to them? Uh, the studies have said, uh, I think it was a study that was done by Hewitt that said that the average person who has their account professionally managed has a rate of return. It's about 3.32% higher than what they might've earned on their own. So that's a significant difference. And certainly if you extrapolate that out for five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, I mean, you're talking about a difference of potentially having uh, you know double account size than, uh, than you might have today. So it's a, it, it's a, darn big difference uh, that, uh, that the, the, at least what the studies are saying that they've seen. So you're adding an extra 3.3% a year over 20, 30 years of a working career that probably adds up to a whole lot of money. Well, it's actually even more than that because not only uh, would you typically have a return that's higher than what the, the employees getting themselves. Remember, this isn't just managing the money to separation of service. This is also managing that money uh, while they're retired. And so, um, you know, there have been some studies that have said that people are actually retired longer than they were ever employed. And so you take that not only during their working career, but you take that during retirement. And you're talking about a, a, just a huge difference. So, you know, we have to look at it during the working career. We also have to look at it during that distribution phase as well. What are, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Seth. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges you are running into um, or what are some of the biggest mistakes are so far business owners or entrepreneurs who are listening and watching? What are some of the biggest mistakes they're making in their 401ks right now? I think there's a, I think there's a few mistakes uh, that are being made. Uh, one of the biggest that we see is uh, people that are using their company stock as an investment option in their plan. Um, there probably hasn't been anything that has uh, bankrupted more people in their retirement accounts than the use of an individual stock. So it's a, something we certainly caution against. That's that's for sure. Uh, number two is people taking loans out of their plans. Um, um, just if I could give counsel to uh, to anyone, unless there's an awfully darn good reason, please don't borrow against these plans. It is this is a, your long term retirement money, and they've just got to be really careful in what they're doing. And then um, one of the studies that I saw a few years ago said that the average person who's particip participating in their plan only moves money about 1.1 times during their whole working career. So you can see what people are doing. They're putting money in these plants and then just sticking their head in the sand and hoping, hoping against hope that the accounts are going to do well. Okay. So not having enough choices is one, but obviously if you're uh, working for someone, you don't necessarily have control over how many choices are in your plan. Obviously not managing it at all, having all your money in a target date fund or all your money in one fund would be a huge mistake. Anything else that would be a glaring red flag if you saw it on their statement? 
Well, I'm glad you brought up the issue of target date funds. You know, there's a there's a common misconception that what you can do is just take the money and put it in a target date fund and then just let it go. And there, nothing can be further from the truth. In fact, it's kind of interesting when we look at people who use target date funds. The average person in this country who's using a target date fund will use 3.1 target date funds and then try to create a, a mutual fund out of it. But, you know, even more importantly. At the end of the day, what people really want is they want somebody to talk to them. They want somebody who's an advisor who has the ability to step in and walk people through their specific situation, what fits, what doesn't fit, how does it fit in their life, and then make sure that that we're taking them individually and getting them individually ready for retirement. You can't just take this money, throw it at a wall, and somehow think that whatever comes out the back end of this thing matches your specific situation. It just doesn't work that way. And they're probably paying a whole lot more in fees by doing that. Oh, that's exactly right. I, they could easily be paying a lot more fees and it just gets buried and people just don't see it. What do you like best about what you do? Well, what I love best about this is we really uh, get to go in and really help people uh, secure their retirement. Because for a lot of people, this just isn't what they do and it's not what they want to do. So we get to walk into a situation, they're a certain age, they have a certain amount of money in their plan. They're trying to get to retirement separation service. And how do we get them on the right glide path? So it's uh, it's for us, it's a lot of fun because we get to personally affect their lives and know that uh, frankly, these people can just quit worrying about their retirement. That's my problem. Uh, what we really want to do is we want to make sure that that they feel comfortable and they can go and, and live their lives the way that uh, that they really want. Is there a, a any kind of a future in a prediction of of where this is all going from an industry standpoint? Any kind of new things coming out in in your world? Well, it's a great question. Uh, the kind of the odd answer that I'm going to give you is that, you know, 32 years ago when I invented the industry of managing money in 401ks and 403bs, everybody thought it was pretty odd. Here we are 32 years later, and I think what the uh, the new thing that's happening is people are starting to figure out that they can get somebody to help them, they can step in and, and really make a difference in their lives. So even though uh, uh, this... Uh, this happened 30, uh, 30 some years ago. The new thing that's out there is people are finally figuring out that, uh, that uh, somebody like us can can step in and help. And you know, when you start looking at a difference of uh, 3.3% or whatever the percentage uh, is that that uh, we can make a difference in someone's life, um, they um, th- that will profoundly change how they're going to be able to retire in the future. And um, We just think that this market is just huge. It's out there, people needing and wanting help. And so uh, we're we're certainly uh, proud of our role uh, in that. For our folks who are listening or watching and are interested in getting a second opinion or a first opinion on managing their 401k assets, where is the best place for us to send them? Well, the best place to send them is to maximize401k.com. And what we'll do is we'll do a complete assessment of your 401k, 403b, 457, whatever you have. And then when we, uh, at the end of that, you know, we can give you a quote on what it would cost for us to uh, to step in and help you with uh, your personal account. Awesome, Mike. We greatly appreciate your time. We know how valuable it is. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Seth Green and Kevin Harrington with Michael Scarborough of retirementmanagementsystems.com. Thanks again, Mike. Hey, Mike. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Kevin and Seth, it was great spending some time with you. Take care. Bye-bye. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? 
Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.